Is there any feedback? Yes. I think I disagree. Oh, okay. I don't think we have to do forgiveness. Okay. You know, I feel like we can just accept what people are, and I don't think that we can just create boundaries that are appropriate and give them opportunities if it's appropriate, but I don't always know that forgiveness is, I don't know if forgiveness is a, a practical or like a helpful word, you know what I mean? No, it's definitely not practical. Like, my, my parents apologized to me for something. They asked for forgiveness. I said I don't need to have that discussion. Let's talk about now. Like, what happened? How do we go forward? What was your behavior? I, I don't care about forgiveness. You know what right. I mean? But you wanted to... But I'm going to push back a little bit. Bring it. You seem to have wanted some sort of conclusion there. And that is forgiveness. I guess, yeah, I guess it depends how you want to define the word, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is it more like acceptance? Maybe, yeah. But I mean, that, that, that should be pushing back. Oh. So, but feel free to push back this way, too, I know. I go more Buddhist on this, that we are all one. And any moment that I think I'm outside that one or somebody else is outside that one, I'm forgetting that we are all one. Yeah. And forgiveness is reuniting me, even with my enemies. Um, you know, I've always said everyone follows the great commandment: love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Because many people, the Lord their God might be drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, capitalism. You know, everybody loves their God with all they got. And they love their neighbor just like they love themselves. And unless you're connecting in the whole of forgiveness in God, you love your neighbors exactly as you love yourself, which is you don't love yourself. Right. Yeah. So we all love the Lord our God with our heart and soul and mind and our neighbors ourselves. I had to quit loving alcohol before I could be connected to who I really am and be part of the whole. And I want to make it clear, too, that this is not something that I mastered or that I do. <laughs> this is something that I hope against hopelessness. Yeah, I, I feel like with, with a, uh, a kind of a blind default definition of forgiveness, that can be a very unhealthy practice. To be like, oh, you, you hurt me, and so, you know, fool me once, you know. I'll, I'll let go of that, and then it happens again, and you see these patterns. It's like, oh no, it's okay. You know, you're. I still love you as a person. At some point, obviously, like just practically, pragmatically speaking, you're gonna get, you're gonna dig into your flesh. You're gonna, you're gonna tear your freaking heart out. You know, if you keep on, quote unquote, forgiving, which I think forgive and forget is an interesting phrase because that is not ever a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> You can let go of something with someone and be like, okay, let's improve here. Let's work on this. But then being like, oh, yeah, let's discount anything that's ever happened before now. And I don't think the Bible says forgive and forget anywhere. Yeah, sure. But I, I mean, just like practically speaking, just being like, okay, we'll move past this. Yeah, we'll, we'll move upwards. We'll move forwards as much as we can. But I'm not going to... 
I'm not going to forget the ways that you hurt me, you know, or, or I'm not going to dismiss any positive boundaries that I know that I need to set, you know, moving forward. But at the same time, I think it's healthy to be, to have empathy and say, if I were in your shoes and I made this stupid mistake, I would want someone to, to maybe even set those boundaries that might not be what I want right now, but but that are gonna. I've been dealing with boundaries. Yeah. Quite a bit this past year, and I understand. You know, people setting boundaries and then crossing them, and then yeah. me having to then reset their own boundaries. They're like, no, this is your boundary. You set. Can you please keep it? Yeah. You know, which has been tough. I mean, maybe another word is reconciliation. Yeah, forgiveness is loaded. Yep. It's a loaded word. No, I mean, it's a, it's a totally loaded word. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is conversion. Oh, for sure. I'm proud of you for even trying to use that one today, obviously. Well, I mean, I, I listened to an atheist psychoanalyst talk about conversion when I was at Wake yeah. you know and the importance of conversion and we all the Christians or ex-Christians or whatever in the room all were like you're pushing my buttons you're triggering me with that word you know why do you hold on to that you know and she, she gave a great explanation of why she felt it was an important word to use you know um, I appreciate the pushback because I do feel like it seems impossible you know, for me, I I really struggle with this because I I agree. You know, forgiveness for other people and what they do and the actions that we deem aren't appropriate, aren't right, aren't whatever. You know, those are all judgments. Um, well, I'll speak for myself anyway. Um, like. I have judgments over homophobic people or racist people or or Hitler because in my eyes what they did was very wrong. Yeah. You know. Um, but I'm sure in their eyes this is this is what's right. This is what God is telling them to do. You know, and so they are having the same human experience as I'm having in a completely different way. Um, and because of that, it's very difficult to connect. But as we are all children of God, we are all from the same creator, you know, that forgiveness, um, which me being on my high horse, having my ego and my strong, strong self-will does not want to forgive people because um, I want to be right. I want to be the one closer to to God, you know, but that that is all such an ego trap, and to forgive somebody for being human, for being the same as me, I think is both accepting that we are all flawed, we are all living this human experience, and I think by forgiving, it truly brings us closer to the divine as we realize our own mortality. Can we parse out that word forgiveness? Like as you're using it yes, in time, like can we parse that out? Like, what what is forgiveness? Is it is it saying okay, I I acknowledge and uh, I validate your your choices, but like maybe you were wrong. Like, what is forgiveness? Like, where are we? How are we parsing out that word? Yeah, like is it 
Is it saying what you did was okay because it made sense to you, but it hurt me? Is it saying I'm not gonna lash out? I'm not gonna lash out? Is it like what even is it then? Like, is it saying I'll wipe your record clean? Oh, you you owe me five hundred bucks from rent, but I'm gonna forget about that altogether. That, That's otherwise, not helpful. Otherwise, you can't have a functional debate about it because we're all talking about, about it differently. Yeah. yeah. I feel like for me, it is accepting that I am not in control of other people. I cannot control other people. And I think so forgiving someone is just essentially saying you're making your choices and I'm making mine. Yeah, you know, I right, because I, I'm not God and I can't tell people how to live or what to do and I have to accept that, you know, I make my choices whether they are, are good or bad and people are going to make their own choices. And I, I feel forgiving them is removing judgment um, from myself in being like, you are who you are in God's image, and I have, and it's my duty to accept your own uniqueness if I like it or not. But what if it hurts you? Like, what if you forgive them, but they still hurt you? Like, so is there a place to where you say healthfully, I'm going to remove myself from the situation? Like, you are forgiven, but I'm not going to interact absolutely. with you anymore? Okay. Yeah, absolutely, okay. and, that, and that's, that's like where sense. boundaries come from. I understand that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, because we have to protect ourselves, too. Yeah. I mean, I think that goes back to you can't tell someone to take a speck out of their eye with a log in your own. Right. And so judging someone for what they're doing is saying that you don't have anything to be judged for. Whereas accepting them where they're at and saying, hey, I know you got a speck in your eye. I got this huge log in my eye. Through conversation and discussion, maybe we can evolve and both stop having a close fist mentality, but open our hands and be like, hey, I reconcile this with you. I don't like it. Right. It doesn't say anything about liking your enemy. Loving them where they're at and accepting that maybe this is what they're going through and this is what I'm going through are two totally different things. So is it empathy then? I can... I can Maybe I'm just like, yeah, And it's like what Jay was saying, like, Jay, there was a time in your life when you fully believed that gay people were going to hell. And because you had people come into your life and love you and meet you where you were at, you are externally, anyways, I'm sure inside you're the same person, but externally you're a fully different person now. And this was years and years ago, of course. You know, but it's kind of like what you're saying, like, it is more maybe productive to let's use the church, the Christianese term forgive someone and meet them where they're at than it is to just cut them off and say, well, if you need to, you can cut them off if, you know, for your own personal health. But like, it is more productive maybe on a big scale to say, okay, let's let's talk through this. Do you really think that? And Vicky, like we've talked about that before too, like with, you know, racists and, and people like that who they hate the idea of the other or the outsider, but then when they really meet someone from that group, then, I mean, when, when people in general come out to their family, within, you know, five years or so, their whole mindset has changed because they're like, oh, this is a person I've loved their whole life. Turns out they're part of this thing that I used to call the other, that I used to dis- distance myself from. And they're the same person. I still love them for what they are, for who they are. And it turns out maybe I don't, I don't blanket statement hate these people like I like I thought I should and sometimes for me forgiveness is, a, is accepting that I can't change the person yeah 
I had a list of questions for my ex-wife that were taunting me and tearing me apart inside. <clears throat> and I realized I'm not going to figure it out. I don't have all the answers. What are these answers going to give me? I don't have need for those questions anymore. Yeah. It's kind of like the lawyer in the story. Yeah. And I just said, okay, I'm going to accept the way things are. And that was my way of forgiving. It was just saying, I'm not going to... I don't have to know everything anymore. You know? I don't have to make you feel bad anymore. You know? I just... I'm going to accept this. I can't figure you out. And I'm not going to try that because it's not my job anymore. You know? And by accepting that, I've been able to heal my own self. So maybe that's a part of forgiveness. I mean, yeah, forgiveness is a loaded word, you know, and I'm sure if we looked at the dictionary term, we'd all be like, that's not the one I like. (laughs) You know? um, What does it mean in Greek or Hebrew? I don't know off the top of my head. That would be interesting to know. But I mean, I know that what love, you know, Corinthians 13, 4 through 7's love explanation is a pretty tall order. You know, never give up, never lose faith, keep no record when you've been wrong, all that stuff. Good luck with that. You know, and. Um, well, if it was easy, then it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. It wouldn't be experienced. I like that you kind of reclaimed the term works. Yeah. As as being like just loving people because for me a lot of my trauma growing up with the Southern Baptist Church was around the idea of works and never met like you're talking about earlier never measuring up I'm supposed to be perfect but I'm not you know oh maybe tomorrow no still not perfect maybe I should think about you know ways to punish myself or ways to you know and that led to a lot of toxic thoughts and, and actions in my life. But reclaiming that and saying maybe the balance between faith and works is like being like, you know what, everything will be okay as this faith side, and then works being just like, hey, try to love a conservative person today. You know, but like right. that's to me that's a more healthy way to reconstruct that that thing that vocabulary wise was always very very negative and toxic to me. So I like that. Something I want to contribute is that the way I see the world, there is no bad or good. I think that's a false binary, and it speaks to uh, some large judgmental karmic uh, justice in the universe, which I personally don't think exists, and the world is functioning exactly in a way that proves that. Mm-hmm. And so I think... That's why I resist the word forgiveness, because it infers that something wrong was done. And I, the way I see things now, identify as atheists, and so the way I see things now is that we're just a bunch of really smart apes, and we're trying to make sense of the world, and we're using good and bad, but really, we just make choices. And everyone makes choices, and they have consequences. You make a choice to hurt someone and then they're hurt. And I don't think, I wouldn't use words good or bad. There was a consequence for that. 
and that we have, everyone has autonomy. You have autonomy over your choices and your thoughts and your feelings and how you're going to respond to things, as do I. And so when something happens to me that I don't like, um, I'm hurt, um, I own that hurt. That's, that's me hurting. That's why I don't feel a need to forgive people. If I'm hurt, then I get to choose how I'm going to respond to that. In, in the function, the way that I'm seeing the world, the idea of forgiveness is a completely useless thing because it really comes down to me and the things that I control and then honoring those around me and the things that they control and then negotiating whether you want this close to you or not, whether you want to overlap with this or not, whether this behavior affected you in such a way that you are you want to keep them close and make it work or, or whatever. But I, I just feel like there's just individual choices and then there's the consequences of those which are neither bad nor good they, but they can hurt people, and there are consequences there. They hurt people, and that's that's going to have reverberations throughout things. And that I think that's that's the view that I'm I'm coming from when I push back on the word forgiveness, and 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 also the need of like we have a discussion like this to have a functional definition that we're all working from, unless the discussion is what does forgiveness mean, and you're trying to nail that down. I think a big part of us all being here is we're trying to forgive church. Mm-hmm. The reason we're engaging in church, I mean, I could, I know the people in this room well, as a few times, uh, the people in this room well enough to say, to, to give a specific account of how each of us has been hurt by the institution of Christianity. And like you, like in last week's talk, Jay, you know, you entitled it, Why Do We Still Do This or Why Do We Try? Yeah. You know, and that's, I think we're trying to forgive Christianity. Is it worth it? We'll find out. Yeah, and I don't even think I'm trying to forgive Christianity in my own work as much as I want to see it change and become something else. See, that was something else that you said that was really good, man. It's like, it invoked in my head the idea of you, the best way to change something is to be it and change it like from the inside. Like Caputo said, and you quoted Caputo a lot. But Caputo says we have to tear down the church from the inside. We have to break down the walls from inside. And that's not because we have to be in there or we owe it anything to be in there. But if we really want to change this thing, we have to be inside of it to most effectively change the DNA and the structure of it. But is it worth it? I don't know. Do I owe it anything? No. But I mean, I'm here trying to do that. No, I think it's great that we're talking about word being loaded because it is loaded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in Greek, the word used for forgiveness has more of a, a deeper meaning than we have given the word forgive. Because in the Greek, it really means to set aside the judgment. Um, I think your dad is crazy. I can choose to forgive by setting aside that judgment and beginning to try to connect with him as another human being to another human being. Um, I you know, I, I think what's interesting, somehow I, I pictured a different kind of campaign for revolution of getting a lot of the Trump coins and and really saying, we are really supporting you, Mr. Trump, in prayer. <laughs> you know, and we're passing out these Trump coins to remind us all to be praying for you. 
Uh, now, people would say, oh, so you support him. No, 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 no. We forgive him, and we're supporting him in prayer. You know? Um, for our country, not Yeah. It, but really for him, too, because he's a, somewhere in there is a human being. Right. That's suffering. Yes. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm so fast with judgments. Um, there was recently another picture released of his wife dressed in a bunch of little glass ears. And this gay man kept looking for the nipples. <laughs> what the right. fuck? <laughs> so I'm looking for erotic stimulation. And I would judge she's a wrong woman for doing this. He's a bad person. Well, meanwhile, I'm feeding my own sexual perversity, looking at the photo. Yeah. You know, I, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think setting aside judgment that seems like uh, a good definition of forgiveness. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. It's like it's not. I'm not saying you were right. Right. When you did this thing. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm not gonna speak to it right right now, anyways. Because again, back to my Buddhism, we are all one. And where I think we're not is my problem. It's not yours. The experiences that I've had with forgiveness as a, even as a younger man, um, I have forgiven people who did not want to be forgiven, did not feel the need to forgive when I was younger. Jerry Falwell. I was thinking he sat down with Jerry Falwell, <laughs> who destroyed really played a huge part of the fall of my family. In an evil way. In a very harmful way. I said, I forgive you. Now, what came out of that was is a lot of shit that I was carrying in my heart. My mom did a sermon and talked about unforgiveness being like this old medieval punishment for murder is where they would take the victim murdered and they would strap it to you yeah, yeah. they would strap the dead body to you now what would happen as this dead body was strapped to you it was rotting and smelly and gross but you would begin to rot and get gangrene and die and she's always said I was carrying Jerry Falwell around on my back until I forgave him yep it's a and so she's like, that was her forgiveness. Right. So I'm not going to carry it around anymore. Whatever forgiveness is, it benefits you. I, it, that's the only contribution I can give to the definition yeah. of forgiveness. But obviously that benefited your mom yeah. to not, not validate Jerry Falwell's actions, but to say, I'm not going to cling to this. I'm not going to white, white knuckle just hold on to this thing that's unhealthy and that's gonna hurt me in the end I read an article one time about how specifically in the American culture the word sorry is misused so much and that might have something to do with it being so hard to forgive people because it's just like oh I'm sorry oh I'm sorry like like excuse I can't be on time to anything oh I'm sorry yeah Whereas in other cultures, they use sorry as like, I'm sorry that you experienced that loss. And instead, if they wronged someone, they say, I apologize for wronging you. Like, 
I'm apologetic for it. Like I, I did something that was wrong and I apologize. Versus, oh, I'm sorry that happened to you. And I think that's one thing with our culture a lot is, well, if someone just constantly says, I'm sorry, and expects forgiveness, why would you want to forgive them? When they don't seem like they actually are apologetic for what they did that was wrong. So maybe don't judge them because that's where they're at, but saying, well, I don't feel like you actually mean that because you're just saying, I'm sorry, I'm tough. So um, one of the questions I came up with, and it when you were talking was, should we love the enemy, including the devil? And that depends on whether you believe in the devil and how and all that stuff. But to a lot of people, that is like the ultimate enemy, right? Yeah. So does that mean that we should have love for that too? Because maybe they're just angry that entity is just an angry being that feels like it's not love. So that's how we beat it as well as with love. Yeah. And that's would also maybe the ultimate grace is that if you believe in the devil, that the devil would be <laughs> forgiven and restored. It's just one of the things. Uh, and uh, the other question I had was because you said I don't pray that much except when I'm in the shower sometimes. Do you think that <laughs> Among other you need, <laughs> do you think that you need to be in prayer for God to hear you? No. Yeah. If God hears, I don't think so. And one other one, sorry. Yeah. Do you think that Jesus' evolution was God's heart changing? Like mm-hmm. now he was down walking around among us and saw something different. So in that story you told with the woman, yeah. you think that was God being like, wow, I've been judge- misjudging people. And that's that was- a word. I mean, that's a amazing way of looking at it. I, I mean, I've always thought of it as that Jesus came to say, like, you guys have got it wrong um, and missed the boat on this. <laughs> but that's a really interesting way of looking at it. And, and, and worth looking into. I mean, the theologian in me loves that kind of concepts and ideas of looking into that kind of stuff as a theological concept. Um, I have just a couple things to say. Yeah. One is that we don't even... Understand ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're these very complicated people, and as is everyone, we're these mysterious divine beings. And so, to think or even to try in a way to understand other people or in with judgment involved is a to me, it's arrogant, and mm-hmm. I've been very guilty of that thinking these people do this because of that and it's like I don't know them I don't know them and secondly um, I had kind of an epiphany when you were reading the um, the sermon on the mount about the log and the eye and I think that and I'm actually in an outpatient mental health program right now I'm on disability and and even the therapists are talking to me about this, how the, um, I'm sorry, my mind is going, um, but just that, that, uh, that log in our own eye can be that self-judgment, that we're so, 
we're so motivated by our dislike or our judgment of ourselves that we can't even see that other person. We can't even see them. And, you know, the therapists have been telling me and the chaplain has been telling me that when I really understand God's love for me, that then I'll be able not to judge others as harshly. But it, it all comes from that that sickness that's in us, which I would call sin in a sense, for a disease. It's like a, the human condition. <laughs> yeah, the core word for sin in Greek is hamartia, which is related to missing the mark. The way the fundamentalist church has interpreted sin is you're not even aiming at the target. But in Greek, the, in the Koine Greek, sin is you're shooting the arrow, but you're not quite hitting the target. You're missing the mark. Yeah. And so it's not, sin is not as bad in Christ's time as it is now in the fundamentalist tradition. When people take themselves so seriously, whether they are committed sinners or people trying to not sin, which is like a losing battle, the, the most important way of life is to follow the will of God as you can find it in many different ways. And then you don't have to worry about whether you're sinning or not sinning. Well, it's like what Ty said, that we're all flawed. Yeah. And, you know, um, what you're saying, it kind of brought in my mind, you know, I am an incredibly judgmental person, you know, um, which I just realized, and it's like, I am judgmental because my only experience as a human is from my own. So my thoughts, my ideas, my beliefs, my understanding of God is my own. And there are 8 billion people who are have their own view so it, it for me, it's like, oh, you're wearing a blue shirt. But in my mind, I would be wearing a red shirt if I looked like you. And obviously, like... Yeah. But, like, how is that? Like, how is... Like, it just makes no sense, you know? And it's like, her blue shirt has no effect on me at all. You know, but I, somehow, because I am so self-absorbed, I make it about me, and therefore I have this judgment. You know, she's just living her life in her way of God, in her own selfishness, you know. And I feel that's where a lot of this disconnect comes from within our society. And it, because we're, we're so caught up about how this offends me, how this is that, and we forget that people's actions are their own. It's not about us. Yeah. You know? Do you think that a lot of times you're casting your own self-judgment on other people? Absolutely. Yeah. That's what's causing you to look at them that way. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to remind, to kind of remind everybody that where Caputo's coming from is kind of forgiveness without God. So it's losing God as, as an event. Yeah. God so I mean, he's he's trying to take all the rewards and all that 
crap out of it and saying, can we actually forgive people without condition and just our normal life without thinking the man in the sky wants us to do it, you know? Um, and that's humanism, you know? Yeah. And we talk about that a lot, too. It's like, can we have these ethics and this value system without clinging to this book and these stories? Yeah, of course we can. But, you know, for some reason, that's still our, our medium right now, our, our vocabulary right now. Well, it's all about that haunting thing. Yeah. Some of us are haunted by a specter. I think um, today has been the best afterglow we've ever had. And you've made me question forgiveness, which no one ever has, so I appreciate that. For me? Yeah. Oh, okay. And um, in a unique way, um, and a lot to think about. So I appreciate that. That's that's what that's what, that's what, that's what I want to see. That's why I want it to be a collective. You know, I mean, if we're still in this kind of weird church form where I'm sitting up here and everybody's sitting down there. Tradition. Who knows what this place will look like in a year from now? But um, yeah. Personally, I'm just having to let go, and that's my way of forgiving right now. Is just letting go. Go of the judgment. Uh, letting go of the judgment. I'd say that would probably be my best way to describe where my forgiveness lays right now. Is going like. You did a lot of shitty stuff, and I'm not necessarily going to like, oh, it's okay. You did all that. It's just going to be like, yeah. I'm going to let it go, because otherwise I can't do what I have to do. And, uh, what does letting it go look like? Does it deny what you feel? Are you still allowed to feel it? And if you are, it, what is uh, Yeah, I think it's letting you feel it, but I think in some ways it's saying... It's allowing me not to be obsessed with it anymore. Can you, can you choose to not be obsessed with something? I know. I think you have to. I think you can choose to not be obsessed, but you have to go through a process for that obsession to die. So maybe it's an intentionality. Setting yeah. Intentionality to try to reduce obsession. Yes. Because I don't think you can choose. Yeah. Yeah. Feelings are. You can make moves towards... Well, no, but I mean, I made it... Like, in my therapy, I made a choice to say, okay, I'm going to try this. That was where the choice came in. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this then. I'm going to take this... I'm going to try to take these steps. But it took... (laughs) It's a huge process. You're right, it's a process. You know what I mean? I just had to say... I had to give in to the process. You know, go, all right, let's see if it works. Make a decision. Yeah, to make a decision, and that was tough. It was, you know, honestly, if we weren't recording this, I would be way more open about some things. But there's people I love that I don't want to hurt. Right. That's right. You know, uh, for me, somebody told me, don't allow people to rent space in your head, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that, that's that's so true. And um, I, I think letting it go is accepting that they are who they are, they've done what they've done, and that's that, you know. 
and I can choose to let my emotions really control my thoughts and being like they should have done this they should have done that or you know accept my emotions which are valid but then um, letting it letting it go and saying you know this is not my circus not my monkeys it's recognizing what you own and what you don't mm-hmm. you don't own them or their behavior you own yours you own your mind exactly and I think I think forgiveness is kind of a, in a way like maybe a, well, not chameleons the right word, but like sometimes I can forgive someone and just say, you know, all right, forgive me for what you've done. That's it. You know, like Jerry Falwell. I don't care what the response is. You know. Um, but then there's other times where I have to confront someone and say, you've done this, and I need to talk. To, I have. To, we've got to talk this out if there's going to be. So, yeah. that's a loaded word, you're right. Shit. <laughs> I'm so used to all the bad, you know, all the bad religious words or the, you know, like, triggering me. I'm used to the word, yeah, I haven't had forgiveness trigger me yet. So, great. Thanks for that. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, Yeah. And there's the three people, two walked by, did nothing, or actually crossed the side of the road to completely avoid it. And talked, uh, this has just been reoccurring, must be on my heart or something, but I put it last week too, is maybe the, those two people looked at the beaten down person and they said, there's nothing I can gain from this person, nothing I can take from them, so I don't want to help them. And the last person was, I'm not looking to gain or take anything. I'm only looking to give. Yeah. And that's why that person, because they know that you can't outgive the giver. Yeah. They were like, I'm gonna give this person, I have this way to help them I know of. I don't know what the person did that was wrong, but here he is bleeding, beaten, dying on the side of the road. So I'm gonna choose to overlook whatever caused that and help them anyway. Oh that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what if what if that person quote unquote deserved? You know, what what if they, you know, robbed a, a house and then got chased down and the cops, you know, left them down the well, I'm definitely gonna be unpacking Kathy, yeah, I'm unpacking a lot right now. Oh. <laughs> we do a whole podcast on unpacking forgiveness. Seriously, I mean it's just it's just a lot to unpack here. Well, I think the church treats it like it's, you know, this is how you forgive. Step one, step two, step yeah. three. And it's it's not like that. Just like conversion yeah. isn't, you know, I'm moving the lever of my will to believe in God. It's a process, and it's deep and mystical. and Yeah, it's definitely not a one-time thing. No. There's times where I just want to go piss on Jerry Falwell's grave. Right. right. Smack his son. He might like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rumor has it. Um, we could get into that for a while too. Um, anyway, let we, we digress. Thank you for a wonderful afterglow, everybody. Um, that was incredible. Um, 
I'm going to still stick with my sermon for right now, but I will say that that, because somatics, I would never be able to preach a sermon if I completely focused on what words were triggering and things like that, you know, and to be able to pack them, I would never be able to speak again. But I think there is a great time to devote with what this is, revolution is, is to devote to unpacking that. You know what I'm saying? That there's like, there might be a whole talk there, or maybe we need to do a podcast there and unpack this shit. You know? And um, so we will work on that. Um, you know, I'm going to try to reclaim some language. Um, there might be a, there's like, I feel like there's a book there. Yeah. You know? Every but not a simplistic book. Yeah, the forgiveness and then have an asterisk and then they have to go down. <laughs> yeah, that could be the title of Forgiveness Asterisk. Yeah. It's a chapter, at least. Anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm alive again with theologies. Yeah, so just all like processing. Like, oh, 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 oh. I'll definitely talk to Pete about it. Yeah, this is what's right with culture is us being able to sit down like this, all of different viewpoints, but have an educated discussion about it and not let just the way we feel put resentment in our hearts just because I'm a Christian, you're an atheist, who cares? Yeah. That's not the point. My hope is is that that my and, and this is like this is for me today is like a, the dream coming true. <laughs> is that we would be together and pushing each other back yeah. and it's still a safe space now we just gotta find a, a Trump supporter to sit in here and give us their feedback token Trump supporter <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, revolution. here's our Trump supporter <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my dad we got one once. <laughs> dad you should ask your dad to be a with a hat on yeah. <laughs> alright let's uh this is this has been really good and I, I, I can't wait to see what other people have to say Discussion. Thank you so much for coming today, everybody. A post Christian production.